What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Horror Bin Podcast. Come on upstairs, as we've got a real good one for you today. Uh, with me, a good buddy of mine, a very funny comedian, great writer. Uh, it's Jay Light, everybody. Jules, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on, dude. Uh, normally, I, I start off pretty light and asking, what's your experience with horror? But first off, I got to say, dude, what the fuck did you suggest this movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jay, let me tell you. All right, we're going to play the trailer in just a sec, but let me just tell you, I saw the trailer and immediately I was just like, holy shit, what am I about to watch? It took me three tries to start this movie. Interesting. Uh, and then when I finally did, I'll get to it, but when I finally did, um, a lot of opinions now. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So I, um, my experience with horror generally, and I think that this is also to like, not to go off too far on a tangent, but mm -hmm. that's part of why I chose this movie ultimately yeah. to talk with you about. I really like horror movies. I think that horror and comedy are very interrelated. Yeah, I they're agree. Two, they're two sides of the same coin. Um, and I also, as a, as a, as a cinephile, Ooh. as a film Ooh. lover. Um, oh, yeah. One of the things, <laughs> one of the things that really to me stands out these days as I watch movies is if a uh, if it can really draw a, an emotional response mm -hmm. out of me while I am watching it. Like yeah. that to me is a signifier um, of a very good movie at a baseline like every other movie i'm like all right this is fine if i if i'm stirred if something happens yeah that's at least a good movie for me and there are some movies like i also was talking with you about um potentially doing talk to me which yeah. i think is like just shy of great um but skinamarink was such a singular viewing experience for me mm -hmm. when it came out last year in theaters that I, I've never felt quite like that while watching a movie. Yeah. And I was just, I was floored by like how it made me feel compared to other horror movies too, mm -hmm. where other horror movies, I think it elicited a different kind of reaction out of me. Yeah. Um, I, I'd agree with that too. Cause yeah. this, this definitely was, um, uh, for the we already said it. Uh, for those uh, that that kind of might might have missed it, uh, today we are at trying to add Skinamarink uh, to the horror bin. Let me just look up the general facts here. Yeah. I have my notes, my small notes for this movie prepared. Uh, like like Jay said, came out just last year, twenty twenty two movie uh, Skinamarink, uh, written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball. Very few film credits mm -hmm. um, in terms of like what he's done, but this is. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's very, very different, very interesting style. Yes, of how this movie's presented. Um, it's just, I will say it's one of as far as like an actual film goes. This is definitely really like capital F filmmaking in yeah. terms of like this is not this is a movie that is hard to get behind mm -hmm. if you are not fully in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're still we're talking about it. Let me. I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, we'll take a look at the trailer. Let's rewatch this trailer. Let's take a look. In this house. And I remember watching this just by myself. 
nearly shitting my pants. It's a crazy trailer. In this house. In this house. And there it starts. Ugh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> In this house. In this house. Mm. Mm. And there we see, yeah. I just wants a voiceover to come over. Rated BG thirteen. Like I just, <laughs> it's like I said. I watched this trailer by myself uh, just before I was like, "All right, I'm gonna sit down and I'll watch it." I was like, "You know what? Let me check out the trailer." Uh, and it deterred me from uh, my first viewing. Really, I was also home alone. Oh yeah. Uh, it's in the evening, mm -hmm. and I just told myself, "No, not today. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow." Yeah. Started it the next day, got seven minutes in. Again, home alone by myself. Seven minutes in. Jay Light, I I kid you not, I quit. I was just like, I, I'm gonna wait till my sisters are home so I, wow. we can watch it together. The next day, me, my two sisters, and my dad watched it. My dad could not stand it. He uh -huh. was so bored. <laughs> he immediately was just like, What the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> But it is like like you said, it is a very unconventional way of filming. Mm -hmm. uh, most of it is just dark hallways, a dark house. Mm -hmm. um, before we get too much into it, uh, just for a synopsis, because I feel like if you don't know the synopsis, you you you're gonna have even more of a difficult time following what exactly is happening in the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, before the synopsis for Skin and Rink, it's uh, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home in their home have vanished. Which, right there alone, that is that is a pretty that is a pretty like whoa okay okay. You watch the movie. I, I, I. If I did not know this at a time, I don't think I would have caught that. Yeah, it's one of those movies where I feel like even the synopsis does uh, the bare absolute minimum of trying to establish what the real narrative of mm -hmm. the movie is. Yeah, because um, it's. This is not a, a narrative film by I don't think any like what you would what most people would consider like a conventional narrative. Yeah, this pushes the boundaries because this is really more about I think evoking the feeling mm -hmm. of you're a child, you're home alone, you don't know what's going on. It's yeah. dark, and you're and you're scared. Yeah. And also, is there actually something really, really wrong and evil happening? Or is it just like things that go bump in the night? That is like kind of where I was, too. Like the more I kept on watching it and the more that it's it's literally like it's it's edging the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, the entire movie, I'm sitting there just like, 
fucking something come out of that fucking hallway, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At this point, like a demon, show me your ass. I don't yeah. care. Something <laughs> happened. Um, it's all just anticipation for something to pop out and nothing ever does. And I didn't realize so like maybe halfway through that I'm like that it, that is probably the most terrifying thing to like know like this is how it should be set up. Like when you're told like a punchline is a punchline or something is done in threes. Mm-hmm. Like you're expecting oh on the third whatever it's going to be the punchline. It's going right. to be the pop out. It's going to yeah. be the scare. This none of that. It's just like well we're going to have the setup but it's not going to have any punchline mm-hmm. and you won't know if the punchline's ever punchline or the the pops ever going to come. Yeah. Um and it definitely did start getting that feel of like th- like this feels like when I when I was a kid and yeah when I when I would be like home alone or just with my my siblings when we were all younger and just it's just dark mm-hmm. and like you get up and you don't really want to like wake everybody but you also just don't want to get out of bed because it it's dark you know you don't know what's what's in the shadows you don't yeah. know what's what's out there right um but it is. <sighs> The thing that kind of just kept on getting me like just so like frustrated watching it was just the fact that it, a lot of it is for the most part still shots of like the corner of the ceiling. Yeah. The hallway, the a door and the floor. It's all such weird angles and I I get like it's to kind of invoke maybe to cuz nothing cuz it's also very a very abstract vague uh, way of telling the story mm-hmm. that it's that it is getting it could be a myriad of different things how you're supposed to feel or how they want you to feel mm-hmm. but I do agree it did give that sense of like oh I'm a child and I'm home alone yeah especially with some of the with some of the angles that are used mm-hmm. it's very much like I am looking from the POV of this child and I do think it's really because this is my second time watching it and I think that watching it again I really was able to go I, it starts out with like some semblance of like you know which kid you're supposed to be sort of in the POV of because there's two children there's Kaylee mm-hmm. and Kevin and you know which kid you're supposed to sort of be in the POV of based on where the camera is and what you're seeing and what room you're in but then as the night starts to unravel also the 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 way in which it is shot also begins to unravel and it yeah. and it really I think reflects the frayed uh vision of what these kids are seeing and experiencing as this like malevolent force comes in mm-hmm. and uh and and takes everything over. Do you think there's like a, there's an actual monster or do you think it's just more a subconscious kind of It's it's see this is tough and this yeah. is like I cuz you never see it you never see a creature. Well, you never it, see him you hear something you hear something talk, but you do. This is the thing. Like you only see something at the at the very, very, very end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is that one? I mean, it's the what? That's the thing. Like watching this again. So like I will say, the first time I watched this, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, so I was so bored. I was I was falling asleep. Was, I was, it, was like, it packed or was it? No, no, no. It was like middle of the day. It was a matinee. There but, were, but there were like other people. There were other people. Okay. I was I was seeing it with a friend of mine who like we see movies. Our our like movie group. Nobody else was interested in this. It's not yeah. really a horror centric movie group at all. And I was like, I'll go see this. And he was like, I'll go see this. And I was like, I was I was like, what's is anything going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as stuff started to not just, like the stuff disappearing, I knew that was happening. But like as soon as the there's this first moment where. 
uh, Kaylee goes upstairs because she hears a noise. And the nightlight that's been on the whole time has she there's a shot where it's showing her looking at the plug yeah and then pans down to see the nightlight on the floor and then goes up and looks at like a door that's sort of closing yeah and th- from there i was like oh fuck mm-hmm. stuff is bad something is and then from there i was just like alert the whole time yeah but i think that i don't i i I don't know. I don't think I actually answered your question. I don't know if there's something malevolent. I think, yeah. I think there's a nobody knows. <laughs> I think there in this version of the story there is, but I also I just want to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I I I I love this review of the movie that I think is it, it helped me clarify a little bit what was going on from like an interpretive standpoint. Obviously this movie is very open to interpretation. We don't know whether there's an actual malevolent entity in the house. We don't know how much of what we're seeing is actually happening, Yeah, but we do know that there's some dark shit happening we don't know how much of a metaphor it really is. And I think this is really interesting. And, um, and when watching it again, I was like, you know, this actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, credit goes to Esther, on Letterboxd. Um, shout out to Esther. Shout out to Esther. <laughs> um, this is a portion of the review. Uh, the themes of child abuse also really came together for me on this viewing. It should have been obvious before how the entity's voice starts out sounding like the dad, very gradually morphing into something demonic and otherworldly. This is very much a movie about how abuse makes children feel trapped in their homes, how familiar spaces become alien, how they end up having to fend for themselves while their caregivers turn into monsters. For such an abstracted vision, it's remarkable how sharply observed this stuff is. When the 911 operator asks Kevin why he's still whispering, if he's afraid someone in the room will hear him, I wanted to cry. When the mother tries to tell Kaylee that her father is something, even the subtitle is abruptly cut off, before we hear the entity force her to speak with his voice. Well, see above. So that's, I, a re- that's a good review. E- Esther, good job. Yes, and there's, <laughs> there's more to it, but I do think that, like, to me, watching this movie, like, this is meant to be a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, that interpretation of this is a movie about kids who are stuck in a, in a house with abusive with an abusive father or an yeah. abusive parent, that, to me, is really, like, what this is about. And I think that level of terror that you feel watching this totally tracks with that interpretation yeah um yeah especially hearing hearing that explanation through the review like that makes that starts to make a lot more sense Mm -hmm. like looking back on how how everything was structured how it it was going because like especially like when like kaylee goes to the parents room and then dad's sitting on the bed which probably one of the fucking creepiest scenes that whole sequence like from there on it's just like look under the bed look under the bed oh fucking get the fuck out of there yeah (laughs) I can't see anything. Look again. Oh God, here it comes. Nothing still. Then she gets up and dad's gone. Dad's now mom's gone. just sitting on the bed. It's just the mom. Is it, there's nothing more terrifying than just seeing someone sit on a bed in the dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of really like great jarring imagery mm-hmm. in this movie. And also for a movie that is so much just static shots yeah. where it's film grain just sort of the film grain definitely ebbing and flowing. The film grain and the the humming of the static mm-hmm. does add that level of just 
tenseness that that gets me. There's there's a lot of movie. There's like some movies. Uh, I have someone who who wants to do the, one of the Conjuring movies. Okay. I'm not a fan of them, mostly because I'm not a fan of like the it's quiet, boom jump scare, right. ah, well big music and all this and that. I'm not a big fan of it. Not because I'm like scared of it. It's if it's gonna scare me, great. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. But more so that I I'm like, but I see it coming. Right. Like I kind of see it coming. I like that tense uncomfortable feeling yeah like i love that's why i loved get out for that's what i really enjoyed us uh-huh. uh uh nope like i think jordan peele has it down to where he doesn't really have jump scares but he has like you're just tense you don't know like how to feel you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. so like this movie especially with the static and the humming like that's all i was getting and when you just stare into darkness and with the static, you just get those illusion, like there's something moving in yeah, there. Yeah, you can't tell. I remember yeah. this time, I don't, I obviously was not aware of it the first time, but this time I started to notice there were areas where the grain was moving more. Oh. If you, if it was like certain parts, obviously, I think because there was more darkness in some of those areas, yeah. They, it was sort of a little bit by design. But there are parts of the movie where you're watching it and you're like, oh, there's more movement happening here. Mm-hmm. There's something going on over there that I didn't catch before. Okay. So there's a little bit, just a teeny extra bit. But still, it's not it's not enough to prepare you for like some of the things. And this movie does have, really, I think it's got what, just two jump scares? Yeah, I know one for sure. No, there, yeah, there's two. Because yeah. there's... There's the one where you see the the sister without the eyes, eyes and, and a mouth, mouth, which is like just oh three. There's three because there's one where it's just like a like a quick. And I, I had the I had to have the subtitles on uh, the, for the entire time. Oh yeah, because even though they do like intentionally put subtitles up there for mm-hmm. certain specific lines, uh, there's like so much that's just like just it's all whispered. It's yeah. ASMR the movie. It's <laughs> It's terrifying and it, ASMR. And then it's like a four-year-old talking. Mm-hmm. So he can't, he's not for, he's, he's not forming like, I'm scared. He's, I'm scared. It's, uh-huh. he's missing consonants and letters and everything. So like, you gotta have, you gotta have the subtitles on just to even catch what he's saying. Cause yeah. there's some things that he says. It's just like, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Like the con- like context in terms of like, what's going on, what is happening, where is everyone in, in relation to what's currently going on in the scene? Mm-hmm. Um, why did I bring up the subtitles? <laughs> well, because I think you were, yeah, we're talking about jump scares, and I do oh. think that, yeah, it's like a tension thing. There's, yeah, there's like a couple parts where it says inhuman squeal or inhuman screech or yell or something. Oh. Uh, and it would be like a quick, like, ah, one, two, three, uh, yeah. in terms of clips, like just flashing quick. And then there was like one that really, I audibly like just shrieked in, in our living room. Uh, where it's that that fucking uh, t- uh, toy the phone with the face. Phone. This piece, of, I literally, this time when I was watching it, when I saw the eyes come up again, I was like, this piece of shit, it's oh coming, God. it's coming back. It Audibly, I went, what the fuck, no! Yeah, because this is, like, this movie, to your point about tension, too, and jump scares, I think that this movie does a good job where, like, I remember when I saw it in theaters the first time, when I see Kaylee sitting in the basement and you ju- and you just see the lower her her legs and arms as she's sitting down, I'm like, okay, jump scare is about to happen. Yeah. 
But then you see her face, and then you have the little singer, and you're still just like, oh, my God, because yeah. it's the image. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. yeah, and the same thing with the phone. Whenever you see the eyes. And then it just. And then the jump scare happens, and then it back to the eyes. Oh. And you're like, I have the context of, like, what is about to happen from a from a filmmaking standpoint. Yeah. But the image is unlike something that I've seen in other movies with a jump scare. Because the jump scare it's it's a it's a horror classic. You know what's going to happen. It's either going to yeah. be the killer or it's going to be somebody faking you out. Yeah, it's subverting it's subverting all the horror trope expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said, like you're, you're they're focusing on a dark hallway, you're expecting something to pop out, you're expecting something to come towards you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's just like little whispers, little little whatevers or whatever. Then that's that's it. You're not getting yeah. anything coming out of the shadows. Nothing's coming down the hallway like bangs in the distance which as somebody <laughs> when they're home alone if you i hear, hear the slightest of movements anywhere in the house i'm like there's somebody in the house they're gonna yep, murder me let course. me grab a bat and i think <laughs> the another element of this that really adds is that all of the actually like all there this movie is not a violent movie Mm-mm. but all of the violence does happen off screen yeah and you see Either during, uh, there's a couple cases where you see during, but and you see, but you're like so far away from it that you just like hear screams and see blood. Yeah. Or there's times where, as we saw in the trailer, there's, you know, there, there's the put the knife in your eye scene, which is just like, and when that happened for the first time, I gasped. I yeah. was like, holy shit. And you don't see it, but then you just cut to, you're in the kitchen and then you see the corner and the blood. There's just blood on the cabinet. Just on the cabinet. Yeah. And then you cut to the next one, you see blood on the cabinet, and then you see the knife on the ground. And that's it. That's all you see in the shot. Yeah. It's and all you're in just slide. Like, oh my God. Because that, that level of confidence mm-hmm. from a director is very, it's, it's not something you see in a lot of horror. Horror feels like it really very often tries to hit the audience over the head with what's going on. Yeah. Because horror in general, I think, is made for a mass market audience. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see somebody who has the confidence to be like, feel the feel the terror of what's not sh- of what's not seen. Yeah. And know that you will feel so uncomfortable and like so tangled up in knots inside. Yeah. And that can still be just as effective. Just your inside just screaming. Mm-hmm. Like you're verb you're verbally sitting there just like, ooh, but inside you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely like I mean I I I would uh I usually like to put like some kind of like fear scale to movies when we're reviewing them. This one is very difficult for me to even like put a number to it. Um, just cause it, there are those moments where I'm sitting there just bored out of my mind. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like waiting for some, like after a while, uh, cause we also watched it during the day. <laughs> As, I mean, honestly, the, you, this movie is, I've seen other letterbox reviews of this, but like, this is the kind of movie that you should watch on like your laptop alone mm-hmm. in bed with the headphones on. Yeah. Cause this is a movie, but also like, that's the way you fully get the experience. I watched it during the day. Cause I was, I was like, I can't watch this tonight. I will be fucking yeah. terror. I will not be able to sleep. I needed more people because I was like, I got to crack jokes during yeah. this. Otherwise I'm not going to get through it. Exactly. Um, but, but I agree. Like if you want the full effect, if you want, like you want the full 10 out of 10, this is a, this is terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch it. The, the experience you want is alone in the evening. Uh, or in the evening or in, in just a dark, dark space, dark space. And just with, 
I'd say crystal clear audio and subtitles. Yes. Um, also, if you had a traumatic childhood, definitely watch. <laughs> if you didn't, you might be okay with this movie. If you got a sprinkling of trauma, this yeah, is the movie for you. This is the one. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, this is a movie that I've, in in reading about how people felt about it, it's definitely one that you either really liked or you really hated. Yes. And I think that, like, I... I was not some, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, but mm. I did have moments as a kid where I would be like waking, I, sl I sleepwalk and oh. I, and I, and I sleepwalk since I was a child. And okay. I remember even at the very beginning, there's like this allusion to like Kevin sleepwalking, mm -hmm. which also, if you look at the child abuse interpretation, it's like, was he sleepwalking or did the, did the dad fucking like throw him down the stairs or something yeah. like that? But like, I remember there were times when I was a child and I would wake up and I would be like, my nightlight's talking to me because mm -hmm. it had like, it was like a toy, it was like a toy chest shaped nightlight. And I was like, they're having a conversation with me. Yeah. This is, and I, but I, but now in retrospect, I'm like, this is my brain being crazy while I'm asleep. Yeah. And how much of that in this movie is what these kids are experiencing versus what is just their brain trying to justify what's going on with some like, with several layers of, of something covering it up. Mm -hmm. No, I, yeah, I, I see what I, I know what you mean. Cause it's the same. I'm in, I'm in the same boat, not so much heavy trauma from my childhood, but I can recall looking back to when I was a kid trying to go to bed at night or just being at home in the evening, mm -hmm. whether with fan, whether with like a babysitter or my siblings or anything else being in though, in like a, a, like a, just a dark hallway and just being like there, there's something, there's something down there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's down there, but there is something down that hall. I can't see it, mm -hmm. but I feel it. Yep. And then sometimes the same thing. Sometimes I'd be at, in bed at night just trying to go to sleep, but just those, the silence has a sound. Let's silence has a sound guys. Yes. And this movie I think does the sound <laughs> of silence terrifying. very well. Yes. The entire time you, you just, the silence just tricks you into thinking like, no, oh, you heard someone say something. You for sure heard someone and say see, something. And this is the thing too. Like I do think, <laughs> I think it speaks to the level of, of mundanity and boredom mm -hmm. that you feel throughout so much of this movie. Like I said, I was, I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep during this. And even rewatching it again, I was like, there are times I'm like, I know it's coming, but I still feel like this sort of, I can drift off. It's going to yeah. be okay. Which I think adds to the what the movie is trying to do to the audience. Because mm -hmm. I think it's trying to lull you into a false sense of you can go to sleep, you're fine. And then terrifying shit keeps happening and you can't. Yeah. And you can't look away. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like I said, dude, this, this is like a weird <laughs> one. When, when you recommended it, I was like, what is this? What? Okay. Yeah. Sure, we'll do that. Something different. I haven't heard of it. Let's try it. Minute I saw it, I was tra the trailer alone, like I was just like, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be rough. And sure enough, it was. I don't know if it's like something I'd be. It's definitely a, a movie that if like someone was to ask a recommendation, I don't know if I'd be like this one, whether whether they're looking for like a fun like for a horror movie specifically, if they're looking like whether they're looking for a fun, scary, violent. Uh, or whatever type of horror movie, this one's one of those movies where I'm like, if you want, like, it's not so much like if you want a, uh, a specific experience, but do you want just an experience? Right. 
Um, this is not a movie that I would say is a fun movie. No, by no means. And I think, <laughs> like, I think if you're looking for a fun horror movie, that's also a fucking scary horror movie. There are plenty other ones. Like I said, I almost recommended uh, Talk to Me yeah. as the other one that I was sort of tossing around, which I think is a much more conventional, fun, cool, traditional horror movie, but also takes the genre and plays with it in ways that you are surprised by mm-hmm. and and does what it does very well. But this is such a different experience than I think I've had the only other I've only had felt this with one other movie this year that I've seen which was the zone of interest did you see the zone of interest I haven't yet but I have I have seen uh clips and stuff and I've heard heard about it and I do find it very interesting so I do want to give it a watch it's worth a watch and I do think it actually makes an interesting now that I'm thinking about it more and processing it having rewatched it so recently I think that Skinnamarink and zone of interest make a good pairing Mm. as far as a double feature goes because the zone of interest is also, I mean, it's a, it's a very different kind of movie. It's a Holocaust movie, it's yeah. a, it, but it's not a movie where you see what's happening. Yeah. Everything is implied. Everything is off screen. Everything is, is happening around the characters who you're following, but you don't see any of the actual terror and mm. horrifying stuff that is happening. You just hear it all. Yeah. And you just are felt just like it's designed to create this sense of, to me, I it, I felt fury watching the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How can these people just yeah. live like this while every while they're while they're creating this catastrophe well, and while like they're legit po- horror going on exactly?" Next door, yeah. And Ring too. I think it's like because you are so close in the POV of these kids mm-hmm. that you just can't help but like. You feel what they're feeling if you're if you're into it, and if you're not yeah. into it, then like, I think I mean, that's a totally valid yeah. thing. This movie is like I said, it's, it's certainly not for everybody. It's definitely a split down the middle. You mm-hmm. either you have one, you have either like a that was that was a brilliant experience I had, mm-hmm. or you have a that was a waste of time. Yeah, if you, uh, if I don't you, think there's any middle ground. In there's no middle ground no. if you're if you're not willing to like have a little patience then this movie is not for you. Yeah. Like, if your idea of a great time is Scream, which, t- don't get me wrong, I love Scream. Yeah, Scream I think Scream is was an all-time great in, in multiple genres. But Scream gets you from the very, very beginning. And this movie does not get you from the very beginning. It's a slow build. It's the, it's so slow. It's like, I wouldn't even say slow build. It's a the slowest build. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I've seen movies where it's, it's a slow build, and... I'm still invested at the beginning. This one is like the so slow that I the, you can I can easily check out like in two minutes. Yeah. Um, but if you're willing to stick it out, like it's it's an experience. Mm-hmm. It's definitely definitely an experience. And because of that, I would say in terms of where I'd put it on the bin. First off, it's going in the bin. Good. It's going in the horror bin. Yes. It is definitely it definitely yes. belongs in there. And I wouldn't say it's it's on the top of the bin. Because top is like reserved for stuff like Scream. It's like the go tos, the easy ones. Yeah. Like, oh, here it is. Like, yeah, we got an easy choice. Look, you this can't do a Funko Pop of the Skinnamarink. You cannot. You cannot do that. <laughs> it's just a blurry. Face. Just a blurry face. <laughs> it's me, Mister Skinnamarink. <laughs> but it, I definitely say it's it's definitely in, in uh it definitely belongs in the middle of the bin. It's definitely one of those things you got to dig for, and it's one of those thing. It's one of those movies where you you find it, you discover it. And you give you give it a try, and either like I said, you either 
have a great experience watch you have a great reaction watching it or you have a well <laughs> you, you either have a, you have are a great, you have a great terrifying experience yeah. watching it or you have a terrible just terrible experience watching yeah. it <laughs> you either watch it and you're like ah or you watch it and you're like what am i what the fuck is this yeah yeah, yeah. why are they which, showing the corner of the room so much which is exactly my dad's review yeah and then he left <laughs> And went to go watch Echo on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> but me and my sister stuck it out. I mean, we we got through it. Um, definitely, definitely belongs in the middle of Ben. Definitely like a hidden treasure kind of a movie to watch. Yeah. If you get a chance, check it out. You can check it out on Hulu. Uh, I think it's on Shutter as well. Yep, Shutter um, original. Shout out. It is. It's available. I think it. By the way, it got fully leaked because it made a festival run. Yeah. Or two years ago when it was officially like first coming out and doing the festival rounds, and somebody leaked it, and so like the full movie had been available in pieces on TikTok, mm -hmm. which is why this movie sort of got some notoriety. So if you if you search Skinamarink TikTok, you can probably find like a bunch of clips that will freak you out. Yeah. Um, and Kyle Edward Ball is a YouTube horror guy he's one of these like analog horror guys so i think that having that element be something that is part of like the lore of the movie i think adds yeah adds to it i do before we start before we start wrapping up i did find find out that there was a deleted scene uh from the movie i just want to get your opinion on a this deleted scene yeah check out. this is probably uh i'd say more terrifying than most of the movie. Ready? What? Oh, Check boy. this out. That's incredible. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. It's the stupidest thing I found. <laughs> Like in my research of it, I came it's across so this. Good. Genuinely, when I started playing this for the first time, I was like, "Oh shit, what's gonna happen?" I, that's as, how I felt. As soon as that kid walks in, I part of me was just like, <gasps> and then he, <laughs> and the noise happens, and I'm like, "Oh okay." That's what a and now I've find. been showing everybody this clip. <laughs> yes, you should. But uh, besides that clip, uh, great, uh, interesting movie. I don't want to say great, interesting movie. Uh, definitely would give it like around uh, like an eight. Maybe a seven point five out of ten. Yeah. Would you, you? This is an eight for me. Yeah. This is one of my top horror movies of the year for sure. I think it's probably number two behind Talk to Me. Mm -hmm. Might be in my top ten of the of of last year, but oh. it's a very it's one of those that like it still sits with me enough that I can't not think about it. Yeah. And I feel like there are few movies that can really achieve that. And I have to give mad, mad props to Kyle Edward Ball for pulling that off, yeah. especially with a debut feature. Yeah. Great work. And filmed in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and it definitely has that feel of like, oh yeah, they did this during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, literally <laughs> filmed it in his, in his childhood home. Yeah. Ugh. But uh, if you get a chance, if you're willing to try it, give it a watch. The movie is Skinamarink. Uh, Jay Light, thank you so much for being on the podcast, thank dude. You, uh, you got your camera right here. Uh, what do you got to plug? Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Diet J on all social media, and I've got a podcast called Wrong, a dark comedy game show. 
where you can very fun, uh, very fun. I think we'll probably be releasing your episode as a podcast soon. Oh, awesome! Um, so keep your <laughs> eyes peeled for it. It's a great if you like game shows, if you like dark comedy. This is a great marriage of all of that, and uh, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or at Wrong Game Show on the socials. Hell yeah, dude. And you can find me on all the social media at Julian F. Comedy. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Horror Bin Pod. And make sure to follow, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all the things. Uh, let's build that audience. Let's build that horror fan base here. Uh, but once again, Jay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for bringing this movie. I know definitely I'm going to bring you back on because I know I know you got oh you I got, got more I, you got more horror movies. I got horror movies on deck. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm ready. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Uh, and as we always say, come upstairs. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>